is too scary for an intro. On a Sunday morning, maybe. It's the hellscape we're living in. That's true. I think it fits. It does. I don't even want to talk about the news because I hate it so much. Yeah, just don't do it. Well, last time we were recording, we didn't have a president-elect. We do now. Yeah, I guess so. Saturday was a great day. And then we're back in the nightmare. The abyss. <laughs> we had a one good day. One, one good day. This morning was good with the fake concession. The Did he con- fake No, it was like he said... Uh, he opened his tweet with, he won and then, because. And then while he you, said he won. Okay. But then while you were driving, he said, I concede nothing. Hmm. So, this is the song that plays in my head now every morning when I wake up. Although I finally was able to sleep well. I had three... Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, rough. Tough stuff. Uh, Last week for you, too. I hate this shit. The worst... I'll tell you the one moment that, like, drove me over the edge this week was, I think it was Monday, when I read that Bill Barr was going into Mitch McConnell's office. And I said, fuck everything. It's the fucking, I, I can't. And then three, two hours later, they were like, the Justice Department is opening. And yeah, I go, yep. That's, that's the game that's, now. And I said, I'm out. Because two more months. As, as we all know, the Justice Department is a nonpartisan organization. <laughs> okay? But, it, I mean, it really is supposed to be. I feel like I'm coming in hot, but I don't, I don't think so. But anyway, you know, we have a couple hours of a, re- a reprieve where we... <laughs> Talk about real important stuff. Um, well, let's let's talk about. So Saturday was a great day, and then Sunday we got some really sad news. I know, my God, news that we weren't ready for. No. Scott's looking for the news. Can't remember. <laughs> that was a week ago already. Yep. Yeah. Well, first of all, what a we, we talked about Alex Trebek a little bit last weekend. We talked about Jeopardy. Yep. So that was devastating. I mean, we knew he was sick, but 80 years old. He looked like a million bucks. Certainly did. I. Uh, it was devastating, but not surprising. No. So it was kind of, there was no shock, just disappointment. Yeah. It was like, oh, the inevitable has finally come to pass. Yeah. So we drink to that. <laughs> Alex, we miss you, buddy. Um, who, who, they, yeah, so Alex Trebek died. He had pancreatic cancer, the worst of cancers. Yep. Um, and... I mean, he worked right up until about two weeks ago, right? Yeah, they're mm-hmm. going to air episodes through December, I think. I think Christmas is the last episode, Christmas Day. We have Day. the college tournament coming up next Oof, week. Didn't give them the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Good thing it wasn't like the kids. Because, right? you know, that wouldn't really be a good send-off to remember him doing the kid episodes. But yeah. It'll be all right. Yeah, it's just it's just really weird news. I mean, it, it, every day is the worst day ever. Like it really is true. I, I don't. There's no other way to put it. Two more months. It's yeah. still gonna be bad. Probably. Don't kid yourself. Like, but hope, keep hope alive. Yep. Hmm. You all right? I didn't like it. Yeah. Well, to uh, loop things back around, where where me and Scott have started doing new tropics, <laughs> trying to get our brains real big. <laughs> So we're trying this drink from a company called Kin Euphorics. Uh, they we were, talked about them last week we, a little bit. Oh, did we? Yeah, they make oh, yeah. like... Then they sent you a sponsorship. They deal. did. They're sponsoring <laughs> the podcast. They... Uh, I don't even have a joke for it. I'm trying to process how weird this tastes. It, it tastes like a botanical. Yeah. It tastes like a Gruet beer. Gruet beer doesn't have malt in it. It has like... I don't know that one. 
Mmm. Hear that? There's no smell, but the taste is all... There's... Medicinal? Almost? Like grapefruit rind. I love like, grapefruit. I don't know, man. There's no, like... There's no burn to, like... Because when you drink bourbon, you're like, this tastes weird, and there's that burn to let you know, like, it's working. <laughs> this doesn't have it. It's slimy, too. Do you get that? Not really. It's a little slimy. You're not doing a great job with your sponsorship here. Oh, can you Forex? Um, they have Slime, a jingle. They have a jingle. Um, if you want to make your brain real big, drink us. <laughs> I'll edit that out. Um, it tastes weird. I don't know. What do you think of the spritzer? I like it a lot. Do you? Yeah. That's I think more it, of a drink. This isn't really a no, drink. No, this is more of a... It's probably supposed to like shoot a little tablespoon of it or something. I don't know, but like the old spoonful of medicine. Yeah. Mmm. It's tasty. Ugh. I, I can't. They have a sleepy time one with melatonin in it. Maybe that won't be better. Why don't Not you drink the rest of it down? Just. No? Okay. I'll get there. All right. Well, Alex Trebek, we miss you, buddy. Who's going to replace him? It's got to be Ken. Did we talk about this last week? No, because oh. he was still alive last week. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be Ken Jennings. Only because he's too. It's a big commitment. So it, is, is this uh, an Alex Ferguson, you don't want to be the man after the man? It might be interim, though. He would. I could see him stepping in. I think interim. he'll do like a week. They might do... They, there's a possibility you really don't like it. No. Oh, my God. You wash it down with a we'll little get, bit of the brat. The, the milk black. stout's coming. They might do like an, a primetime type thing, I, I think, to introduce Ken Jennings. That would get pretty good ratings. I think you just gotta throw him in there, see how he does. Don't, don't do sign fine. him to a two-year deal. No, and it, it can't be it every plays. day. Like, wh- You're gonna it's know a, right away whether or not it works. It's gonna work, without question. But yep. I don't know what he gets out of I love Ken a lot. Yeah, he's great on Twitter. He's funny. He's a bit woke. He's. I was gonna say that, but I was gonna not say that because this is. I don't want to become a political podcast. Right. <laughs> uh, he's like, yeah, he's just like seems like a good guy. Like he's not a nerd or a geek and. But he's also not as suave as Alex. I don't Alex. know where this like anti-nerd stance comes from. From, from me? Yeah. <laughs> why, why do you say Self-projection. that? Self-projection. <laughs> do, do I? What, what else do I say about nerds? You. That was part of your hatred for Lin-Manuel Miranda was that you thought he was a nerd. He is a nerd. <laughs> he is. Well, I thought LeVar Burton was a sneaky name. I like that choice. I just think that any of these bigger media personalities are going to bring like whatever media association with them so but he like, but reading rainbow yeah the black guy from star <laughs> trek take a look it's in a book yeah i mean i think it'd be great but i like how they're just putting like donald trump on there to be like hey can you please concede we'll throw you on this list if you <laughs> yep, say it's possible yeah. um did you see the hundred million dollar book deal that the post said oh he my could get god yes he that's not gonna get that the post has just been running stuff like you said trying to yeah Come on, buddy mm-hmm. it's all over I think that, first of all, his book deal would not, like, maybe $5 million. Also, pu- the amount of money he gets isn't going to be enough. No. He owes a lot more. How much? So, like, right now you can donate to this cause for the lawsuits. And it not it, like, any the, donation the fi- under? The fine print on it is all, there's a couple of them. They have to keep creating new ones because you can only donate so much to each pack. Yeah. So every time there's a new one, they have to come up with different ways to allocate the money. Mm-hmm. So the latest one I saw was under $8,000 was going to split too. between Trump's debt finance and the RNC. 
And so he's tossing the RNC in there so that the other Republicans won't complain because he's given the party money. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, also grifty. It's, it's, a, it's very grifty, but it, the, the, the main thing is here is you, you sow the seeds of discontent. It means it's working. Whether it's going to work in January, it doesn't even matter. You've already 2024, you run. I mean, I, I think it's. Very feasible that he could win in 2024. He could drop dead at any point. Let's he hope. could. He's got great genes, though. It's true. Levi's? Yeah. <laughs> like Taylor Swift. She's always singing about those Levi's. It's the country singer in her. I didn't even mention the song we played. That was the new Run the Jewels track called No Save Point from a video game. A yeah, video game. I don't know which game. Are you jealous of the PS5 hype? I Do you wish you cared? I, I looked into it to see if I could sneak one in. I, I would I, never play it. I wouldn't either, but I'd like to have it. I love Take hype. a picture of it, yeah. maybe hashtag it, and then just get rid of it. <laughs> Let it be there. Yeah. I, do you get jealous when there's video games going on? No. I Absolutely think, not. No. I, I don't see it because I'm not really online, so I don't see... I mean, I see it, but I don't... Yeah. I just don't care. You're extremely offline. I'm yeah. even like... I'm jealous. Yeah. Well, like... I mean, I wish there was a thing that could tell you how many times you refresh Twitter. Because this week might have been the fucking <laughs> apex of how many times. Yeah. Well, I, I signed up for another. So I used Parler? to have a Twitter account. You're on Parler now? No. See? I, I created <laughs> a new I Twitter account for about six minutes this week and then deleted it quickly. What was your name on it? I it was like Emily888. Did, did Scott send you a tweet? No. Okay. I thought you, somebody, thought you guys referenced like a tweet. And what, I was like, how did Emily read it? I don't remember. Oh, I do. I mean, I do I, look I up people's tw- Twitter. Oh. I send her yeah. tweets. Okay. Yeah. I think this is working. I feel I'm, a little... I feel weird. A little heady. Yeah. Guys aren't used to the botanical... No, mm-hmm. not me. I just might chew on my fucking pothos after this. <laughs> I'm going to... I'm going to... Well, it's botanical, right? <laughs> I do feel weird. Um, <laughs> but I like that RT. Because you're sitting like a... This is the way, way to say it. I uh, just want to announce in podcast news, I didn't, Emily's using a mic stand right now. Mm-hmm. Can you tell? I'm, Emily's using a mic stand. I'm using a windscreen. And Scott, he's just going on that road. Yeah. yeah, very, very relaxed. I think it sounds good, though, because you can hear this jangling around. So maybe yeah. I'll have to try it. Your posture looks better, too. Thank you. Wow. It's a compliment from Scott. Very rare. <laughs> I'll have to make an intro for that. Like when Scott says Good something posture. nice about us, we can play like a little thing, <laughs> like a stinger. It is rare. So after we recorded... But doesn't it mean so much more? It does. What? When Scott compliments you? Yeah. Because That's called gaslighting, where he fucking, <laughs> he destroys you and then he builds you up with a simple compliment. You're like, wow, what a nice guy. <laughs> 20, 25 years of practice. <laughs> well, he only does it because he, he feels bad about himself. So, it's projecting. You know. Um, this is a therapy podcast now. Uh, so after, so let's, let's move on to the syllabus cause we're really doing our best to stay completely off fucking topic. Scott, you went to the playground last weekend. Let's talk a little bit about that. So I'm at the playground with the boys during the beautiful. Seven- your friends or your actual children? My children. Okay. I didn't go to the playground with you. No, I did not go. Um, I go alone. <laughs> and I'm just hanging out there with the other parents. And Are you I, talking to the other parents? Absolutely not. I do not mingle. Okay. Um, you have a flask. You're taking sips. <laughs> not true. That would be cool, though. Uh, the vape pen seems like it would play more. <laughs> um, That'd be too normal, to be honest. A flask would be a great... Yeah, just rip it out. So there's an old man walking around with a child, a grandchild. And I look at his T-shirt, and it says, like, world's greatest father. 
but father is crossed out with world's greatest farter. That's like, <laughs> and I, I think that, I guess that's funny, right? Sure. I mean, it's in a it's vacuum. A, it's technically a joke. My parents would hate that shirt. I, I loathe it. It's what? Who gave it? Does he fart a lot? I he mean, he's the world's best. So <laughs> I don't know. He's a terrible father. But then someone gave it to him as a joke, and he picks it out. Like, <laughs> yeah. He makes the choice. I, I don't find fart, fart humor is very much alive still. I, it's I'm not going my to cup the playground. Got to get my greatest farter shirt out. I, I don't. I mean, hey, if your audience is six, seven, and eight year olds, they're gonna love that shirt. Maybe. And you know, he voted for Trump. Absolutely. West Bridgewater. That's so crazy. That's my assumption anyway. I, I think it's just because of what they're able to pull off in that little, the center of town. Oh, it's disgusting. All the Trump signs are down, though. I, I've noticed a lot have been taken down. It's getting there. Yeah. Taylor Swift wrote the song about the election called Hoax. Did you hear that one? <laughs> I so, did hear it. I did not know it was about the election. I yeah. I didn't listen about that closely. The, the Democrats' <laughs> attempt to steal the election. See, if you watch the documentary, you'd know that wasn't true. <laughs> okay. That's how I know it's not true. <laughs> well, listen, don't wear a shirt like that to the playground. It's stupid. What shirt were you wearing? Do you remember? No, but I think a Man City shirt. Oh, that's normal. I like that. Um, yeah, I just think it's weird. I, I don't get it, but that's West Bridgewater. You don't see that in Bridgewater. You might. You would. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. Well, any I, suburb you're going to see those I kinds just, of shenanigans. But like, can, does he go out to eat with that shirt on? Probably. Gets ice cream? <laughs> ice go- cream, definitely. That's going to enhance the shirt. Yeah, I hate it. I think that fucking drink is doing something to me. I feel weird. (laughs) Well, if you listened to last week's episode, you probably noticed, maybe it didn't, some, a couple edits. We had to take out a chunk of maybe about 10 minutes. Um, If you want to know what it's about, you can Venmo me $5 and I will tell you, (laughs) I still have it on my computer. Um, You can get the full two hour and 40 minute episode. Yeah, you can get the uncensored edition. Um, I... I think that we could have probably kept the majority of that in, but it was just, we had to cut Pod's something. Pod's gone wild. No, Pod's we absolutely had to cut out the first. The yeah, because when you trash people like that, you can't let them when know. You tr- when it's political, yeah. people take offense. When people you know have horrible ideas yeah. and you need to take them down a peg, yeah. you can't let that go out to the public. No. No. And then... We tried to warn you, but... Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Forged ahead. <laughs> it was like the kind of like trying to tell a story and then realizing we're recording it. I don't care, but I don't know. Um, we also didn't get to our favorite Radiohead song. Do you want to do that? I forgot about this. Okay. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. So I, why? what popped into your head? Like, what was the idea behind this? You know what? Because Radiohead's a band that I love, but, like, I never get go do, like, a deep dive. And I was reading a book that takes place. I was reading Fever Pitch, which mm-hmm. I finished, and it's like I only want to listen to music from like where i'm reading about so like i wanted to listen to radiohead because they're an english band and uh unfortunately tom york's a man U fan did you know that i didn't know who's the biggest man city fans there's two of them liam yep Mm -hmm. is the other one is noel one yeah yeah they're huge man city fans their big song is blue moon no, I think they do Don't Look Back in Anger as like one of the Man City song. songs. Yeah. Oasis is a good band. They mm-hmm. just took 20 years for people to come around on them. But no, anyway. I, I bought What's the Story, Morning Glory. Oh, it's a great record. Like 
13 maybe you should read every liam interview you ever find Mm because they're all amazing yeah they're just dicks and people love them for it and they hate each other but you know brothers i I mean did you watch the documentary that's on amazon about them no did you watch it about city no about the oasis Oasis. it was fine but like it was the way they did it was like it was one of those ones where there's no narrator and it's just clips of them and they like kind of it's like a past how do you say pastiche mm-hmm. it's like a pastiche of all this stuff and it was you weird effects i mean it's worth watching but it's on amazon yeah i think it's called supersonic if you let me see here oasis documentary i can do it Pro- with two hands i can't oh yeah you got the mic <laughs> supersonic is right it's pretty good watch it maybe watch it next week maybe I watched Stop Making Sense, the Talking Heads documentary, or we'll, Rocky We'll talk about it. We'll talk about we it. We will? You want to? Okay. Well, not today. I mean, Oh, uh, well, day. hey, folks, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's on... Right? Amazon. Amazon? Yeah. It's on Amazon? Hmm. Uh, what's your favorite Radiohead song? I have two. Obviously, I couldn't choose. Hey, you can't <laughs> choose. Uh, fake Plastic Trees and Vegetable. Vegetable? Mm-hmm. I don't... Do you I, know Vegetable? No. I'm going to play vegetable. We all know fake plastic trees. I prefer meat. Pablo Honey. It's the album. Oh, yeah. So you like the more conventional Radiohead. Mm -hmm. No shock. Now, I would say that Scott is the opposite. My favorite track's Everything in Its Right Place. Yeah. That's a good one. I mean, that's the one that first track off of Kid A... Remember when I heard that, I was like, whoa. This is it's in my Vanilla mind. Sky, used to, I don't know, a great. Because it's a complete opposite. Everything is not in its right place. Yeah. This is a great song. Pablo Honey, I'm, I had this record when it came out, and I, like, hated it. Because of creep. It just didn't. I was too young to appreciate it. So I made a list uh, as I was going through my favorite Radiohead songs. Three from Pablo Honey made the list. Really? Yep. I think it's probably my favorite album of theirs. I mean, have you ever heard like the B-sides from OK Computer? Mm, no, I don't think so. I'll Maybe. play. Did you ever listen to them when they came out? I don't know. All right, let me see if I can find them real quick. You're not going to let the chorus ride out? Oh, I'll play the chorus. <laughs> well, what's your favorite song? I can't remember the name of it. I played it last <laughs> week. Wow, that's great. <laughs> Ooh, they have a song called Melatonin. I love the song True Love Waits. I love Weird Fishes. Yeah. In Rainbows is so good. I mean, they're a band that they're so... Everything's so dense and they're so consistent that you kind of take them for granted in a way. Yeah. Um, Let me play this track. They're another band that they cover a wide range of sounds. They do. This song is called Lift. It's a B-side from OK Computer. It's one of my favorites. And but it's not your favorite that you can't remember. <laughs> it's the one that I played last week off the, off air. <laughs> the end of the night last week, I wouldn't really remember that well. well. <laughs> your night kept going. Mine, <laughs> mine ended pretty early. Although I think I slept like shit. We'll have to wait for the chorus. I like it so far. 
Do you fuck with moon-shaped pool at all? Absolutely. Do you? Not, not often. Well, the chances... Their batting average, as far as, like, when they go out on a limb, so to speak, is pretty high. But it tends to kind of all blend together for me a little bit when they get really weird. Yeah. So I do like when they do a conventional song. I mean, this song's over 20 years old. But, like, this is a song. Verse, chorus, verse. Listen to this, listen to this chorus. Yeah, they faked this out. I knew that was coming. <laughs> but... I mean, Moonshade Pool's good. True Love Waits, they re-recorded for that. Uh, the version that's live off of I Might Be Wrong is probably better. Here's the chorus. See, I think they kept this off of OK Computer because it was too radio-friendly. And OK Computer has got some songs on it that are pretty conventional, so to speak. But I mean, Karma Police is probably their most famous song. Well, after Creep. After Creep. Yeah. High and Dry. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, I love that one, too. Uh, Stephen Hyden has a Radiohead book. Do you follow Stephen Hyden on Twitter? I'm not sure. I'm he was the one that trashed me when I told him the... <laughs> I forget what happened. Gave a, you deserve every trashing that you ever <laughs> He gave get. an album a bad review, and I was just like, you're wrong. And he's like, no, you're wrong. And I was like, oh, fuck. Roasted my ass. Um, but I'm not – let's let's move on from Radiohead because we're already been recording for over an hour. No, I'm just kidding. It's 22 minutes. Um, all right. See, I, ha- I had all these things I wanted to talk about, but because the news is always changing, it's like what, what becomes relevant it's a week later – Marvel movies? What is there to say about those? Uh, I watched Iron Man 3 last night. Never seen it. We can move on. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I mean, okay, Thor. That's a good movie. Emily's watching some Marvel movies for the first time. Mm-hmm. What? So what? which ones are you at? I've only seen Iron Man 1 and 2 okay. so far. I mean, these but, aren't even... It's Which one's not canon? Uh, previous the, Hulk one. Yeah, and... Ang Lee's Hulk. Oh. What about the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man? Oh, well... That's not. That's a different... It's universal. Oh. I don't know. But it's not MCU. No. Only the new Spider-Man. See, that's where I <laughs> Is there an <laughs> Iron Man that's not canon? No. Oh. I thought like Iron Man 3 wasn't. Iron Man is the canon, <laughs> from ba- what I understand. Basically. Oh, I don't know. I, I can't. There's bigger fish Do to Do you fry. like superhero movies? So why did you watch superhero movies? I, <laughs> I don't want to get into that. <laughs> Wait. But, uh, that's half the reason it's on the agenda. Oh. I was trying to impress this girl I worked with. <laughs> Um, sh- but uh, yeah, I was trying to impress a girl. I said I'll watch him, and then it got me absolutely nowhere. So you watched a lot, though. I did watch a lot. Uh, I mean, they're not bad. I didn't. I can't do Iron Man. I'm sorry, I can't do Iron Man. But have you seen it though? Yeah, but I don't remember. Okay. Like, I hated Infinity War. Those the how many agenda uh, agenda? How many Avenger movies are there? Four, technically. Like, I think I liked one of them. It just gets to be too The first one's one. really good. The second one's really bad. Okay. Civil War is not technically an Avengers okay. movie. Okay, Civil War is good. But Civil War is really good. Yeah. It's got everybody in it. 
and then there's an Infinity War and Endgame. I did not. I hated both of those. Hated. Hmm. Absolutely hated. It's crazy, but I understand. Um, I liked Thor. I liked all three Thor movies, even though the Ragnarok's first... Ragnarok's amazing. Ragnarok's great, best. but it's like Takiti What? Titi? Taika. Taika. I mean, he, he uh, directed it. I mean, it's... And he's got a MCU show coming out at some point. Really? Is that new? On Disney Plus, yeah. I'm not sure which one. Their track record. Is it the WandaVision? That's one? not him. Oh. I think that's a female led. Okay. I think. I'm Ugh. not positive. Stay away from that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been so I, long. I, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even like. What I I'm like, why is the show called WandaVision? I couldn't figure it out, and then I realized, oh, it's Wanda and Vision. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just did well, you see the trailer for it? It was like a 1980s. I something. did. It made it so I was just so confused. It's, it's, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. It looks like it jumps around. Yeah. Who fucking cares? I mean, who's going to... Their track record for shows is like so bad. I know that these are different. It's a different production company. It's not It's not the people that did S.H.I.E.L.D. And well, I liked Jessica Jones and Daredevil. It's and not all part of that. It's the different... It's not part of that. But I'm not going to discount Jessica so, Jones. But when you say their shows are trash, what shows are you talking about? Um, I mean like the ABC Disney stuff. Because they did. Uh, oh, oh, I see. I yeah, see. it's very confusing. There was Agents of Shield. Um, Carter was one of them. That was a good show. Okay, Agent Carter. What about um, Inhumans? I didn't watch it. I heard it was horrendous. That had the well, big dog. That was the one that had Reek in it from Game of Thrones. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, that was you're calling to be him terrible. Reek. I don't know his name. Oh, it's. Oh, I'm sorry, not Reek. I meant. Uh, Bol- oh, Ramsey. Yeah, Ramsey Bolton. It had a big dog in it, Lockjaw, hmm. and like they spent uh, so much money on the special effects to make this big dog, and apparently <laughs> the big dog stunk. <laughs> no big one dog. liked the big dog. Um, I was just surprised to I hear that, that you campaign. watched them at all. Thank you. I like that you. That th- makes me feel good <laughs> because, that, like, I did stoop that low. We were talking about movies recently, and I said that may have offended one or both of you that Scott is more tolerable. Like he has more. He can tolerate more from movies than you can. Did you understand what I meant by I that do. when I said it? You, he'll take more chances, I guess. Yeah. But you still like don't like stuff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I have, I like, see, there's this whole thing that. Now I hear why you watch them and it makes sense. <laughs> so now it's, I have the but full picture. It's tough because a movie, it, it, like right now, movies are dead. But what did I watch recently? I wa- we watched the On the Rocks. That was fine. Yeah. Superhero movies are for children, and I'm an adult. Okay. All right, That's Marty. The- <laughs> I-, I want you to make a spreadsheet with columns: <laughs> babies, children, and adults. <laughs> and under babies, you're gonna put Taylor Swift music. Yeah. Children is superhero movies. An adult is movies and then, like uh, that uh, Mark Ruffalo show you watch that you're like, <laughs> I got to read this book now because well, the show is so and depressing. And then there's a I thing which all of them is animated anything. It's for babies, children, <laughs> adults, okay. the elderly. Um, well, it's like I told this story before, but this kid, I wor- this guy I worked with, he's like 40. And we we're talking about movies. And he's like, yeah, I have Plex. And I'm like, oh, what's your Plex name? And he's like, I add him on my Plex so I can watch his movies. And I see he downloaded Wreck-It Ralph, and he was like, you got to watch Wreck-It Ralph. And I go, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. I'm a 36-year-old man. I'm not watching Wreck-It Ralph. It's also 15 years old. It might have been the second one. First one's good. 
Is it? You have kids though. This yeah. guy didn't Sarah have kids. Sarah Silverman, John C. Riley. That I doesn't watched, mean anything. I watched the Lego me. Movie with my nieces, and it was great. I watched the Lego Movie too. <laughs> Same girl that made me watch the Marvel movies. <laughs> I didn't hate the Lego Movie, but I hated myself after I watched it. <laughs> it's and then the second ones. No, the Batman one. There's a Batman know. one, and there's a second one. Hmm. Did you watch them? Yeah, I've seen them all. Do you like them? The first Lego one's good. Second Lego one, I don't love. The Batman one is just Will Arnett trying really hard. Yeah. I mean, this could be a whole separate thing. My, right? But Jason, my kid loves it. That's fine. So, That's yeah. great. All right. Well, when he turns seven, you can say, all right, it's time he's, to move on. Now seven. Turns nine, you can say, <laughs> all right. His, th- his new show is there's a Fast and Furious Netflix cartoon. I had absolutely no idea. Me either. One day Marie's like, is it okay if he watches this? I don't know what it is, but have at it. Huh. That I'm surprised... Netflix has a thing where they're able to like put a show on that it probably costs so little compared to what their major productions cost. I mean, an animated, it's animated? Yeah. Animated Fast and the Furious, that's nothing. Yeah, they can just bang that out. Huh. And well, animation is much easier to do right now than anything else. Yeah. Also true. So. Yep. Mhm. What is this uh, UK update for the UK? Yes. <laughs> well, we have a I I have I'm able to get metrics and we have a big following oh. in uh no, Derry. Yeah. And uh it says Prince Harry is going to start doing stand-up comedy. Yeah. Did you I, read it? I read it. Are you excited? I wouldn't say excited, but Okay, let's move I like, on. I like Prince Harry. Do you? He's yeah. handsome. Do you like Meghan Markle? Sure. Okay, Scott, Meghan no, Markle. No opinions on any wow. royal families. Okay. <laughs> Do you watch The Queen on Netflix? I watched, wait, The Crown? Yes. Queen's Gambit? Yeah, you're mixing oh up the two. Um, I watched the first season of The Crown, and yeah, I liked it. Okay. I was surprised. It took me a couple episodes to get into it. But the second season, I did not. I couldn't get it. Did you was like it, the first season? I did, yeah. yeah. I Is did. Olivia there the whole time? Or no. no. That was second, She's no. season Third? three, uh-huh. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's a good show, but it's also... It's a show that has no problem telling you it's a good show. Yeah. Like, I've never understood the UK, the obsession with UK princes, queens, kings. Well, people like love it. JFK. They do. Camelot. I don't get it. It's it means, their leader. It means nothing to me. No, but no, Americans. people here. Oh. Americans' obsession with yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's entertaining, I guess. I don't but know. But they love it. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. Like the like royal, the royal weddings wedding, yeah. get big. I don't care at all. So... People got up extremely early in the morning to watch the royal wedding. Unlike mm-hmm. Scott, why did you get up at 5 a.m. this morning? I had to watch the F1 race taking yeah, place so in Istanbul. To each their own, because those are things I don't understand either. I don't particularly follow the royals, but... I need live sports. Yeah. I don't want to watch the replay at 6 o'clock tonight when I can just Google the answers. Well, I find it very noble that Scott is getting into F1 because... Noble. Wow. Get <laughs> Because, okay... We're in tough times. Quarantine. NFL football is Boo. absolutely fucking worthless. Trash. Zero entertainment value. Um, this weekend, there's no soccer. International break. Uh, one of the reasons why I think Premier League is pretty, I guess, is able to kind of grow exponentially is because of when it's on. I don't know. Is that fair? Yeah. Weekend mornings. It's on weekend mornings. So... There's games on at 7 a.m. sometimes. So F1, it's a sport. It's interesting. It There's tons of money in it. I gave Emily a 10-minute primer on the way over. Mm. Oh, sounds torturous. <laughs> but Probably I, was. But I, she's a wasn't. good sport. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you've been watching documentaries. Yeah. I, 
Senna. I, yeah, it, I think it's pretty cool. I just had no idea. So when he texted me last night saying I'm getting up at 5 a.m. to watch the Grand Prix, I was like, what? I was shocked. I'm surprised because you, you are not someone early. who gets up early. No, not at all. Mm-mm. And I didn't really follow my 10 p.m. bedtime. So what time did you go to bed? 11:30. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah okay. I'll give it to you. <laughs> the kids get up with you. No, I, I went back to bed at 7 when it ended. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the kids weren't up yet. Oh, okay. So, well, that's cool. You must have had a good sleep at 7. No, I didn't sleep at all. I love that break. You, like they call, I forget what they call that when you get up for like an hour and then you go back to sleep. Yeah. It's great sleep. Very vivid dreams. Mm-hmm. Doesn't happen with the kids. Yeah. They come and bounce on you. It stinks. That's why I don't have kids. <laughs> um, did you follow the Alton Brown controversy? I didn't. Emily's all over it. I, no? I didn't either until you sent us oh. that tweet asking about the grammar and oh. then i was like looking into it but alton brown is a republican did you know that do you no. know who alton brown is not really i, I still ne- love his show yeah now i don't know it's well, very tough for me to separate politics uh, me too <laughs> from I mean, the personality I, I if if somebody doesn't have politics i like i usually cut them out of yeah. you know then again the entertainment i i like follow they don't it's not it's those people don't have that kind of right i read that there was this comic book guy that like wrote helped write the stories for like the batman movies the christopher nolan ones and he's like a a hardcore republican and that turned me off but bruce wayne in essence is sort of almost like a fascist i mean if you think about it we don't have to go this direction (laughs) okay but anyway alton brown he's a republican he said something about like taking out the gold fillings of people when they get sent to the camps. He said something about, I wonder if they'll get striped pajamas yeah. or something, like referring to... That's not good. No, yeah. it's bad. Yeah. It's very bad. And then, he, then they kind of did like a thing where they somebody was like, yeah, I saw him do a live thing, and he was racist, and he said anti-gay marriage, and it's like, I thought you were gay anyway. I really <laughs> did. I was shocked when I read he was married. I but, knew that because he used to talk about his wife on the yeah, show. That's what you do when you're, it's called a beard, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, Alton Brown, you're fucking canceled. <laughs> um, all right, Tony LaRusso. He sucks. He sucks. This is the sports corner. Mm-hmm. Um, Jerry Reinsdorf sucks. Up. Well, does Jerry Reinsdorf suck? He must have hired. Who else would hire him? In no, that I, I'm giving Jerry Reinsdorf. All right, Tony LaRusso. Did we talk about him last week? He's 77. Sure. He's in his 70s. Baseball manager, lifer. He's won a couple World Which Series. Team? Bro, I'm in the Hall of Fame. He, he, he uh, won a World Series with the Athletics. As a coach. Oh, he didn't win as the, the manager? Manager. Are we calling him coaches now? Manager. Okay. He was the manager of the Athletics. I'll cut that out for you. Uh, <laughs> he also managed the Cardinals, and he won a World Series with them. He also alienated any player that spoke up even slightly shall i name a few you got your colton wongs you got your jd drews your uh yeah that said he alienated two guys (laughs) no there was some other people but then so he retired and they put him in the hall of fame you have to be retired for five years before you can go into the hall of fame so he was out of the game basically like you're not supposed to come back in and the white Sox had a manager named rick renteria who was is he black? No. What is he? He's white. He might Rick be like. Renteria? Yeah. Look him up. I thought he was a minority hire. <laughs> I don't think so. Anyways, he 
was one of the finalists for manager of the year, and they still fired him off a surprising team just so they could hire this crusty old white man. And they have a very fun Cuban, young. Dominican, young, Black. really exciting-based team. Mm-hmm. He's not the guy you hire, a 77-year-old white man, to lead your team of youngsters who single-handedly brought... I mean, they're one of the reasons why I had no problem watching baseball when it came back. Tim um, Anderson, Yon Mankata, Jose Abreu, Luis Robert, yeah. um, Eloy Jimenez, Emily, Eloy Jimenez. It's a great team. And so Tony La Russa, how many years ago was he in Florida? Oh. 10, 12? What do you mean in Florida? When he got the D, first DUI. Oh, um, that wasn't in St. Louis? No, I don't think so. But anyway, he fell asleep at a stoplight because <laughs> yes. he was drunk. Oof. And so he picked up his first DUI. And then his first, his first. Well, this is why he just in, get one. This is get why it out of the way. <laughs> this is why he's in the news is after he got hired, like the day after it came out that back in February, he picked up another DUI in Arizona. And because of COVID, the courts haven't gotten to it yet. So the case is coming up in the next now, month or two. You know where he got the DUI. But the you way have heard of it. Maricopa County. <laughs> That's where he got it. It's true. And it's like, oh, of course we know where that is. So. The White Sox, as soon as this comes out, says, oh, yeah, we knew about it. We're just going to we'll let this play out. And, and that's where we're at. But huh. oh, So when, when he got pulled over, he dropped a, bro, do you know who I am? To the cop. And he's 77 or whatever. Scott, yeah. did that hurt you a little bit? And he goes, I'm a Hall of Famer, man. And like he's got a Hall of Fame ring for some reason. <laughs> and he's showing him the ring. <laughs> and it's all just gross and awful. And but the thing sucks. is, Jerry Reinsdorf, he's an old time. He used to own the Bulls. I mean, he helped. Still does, doesn't he? he, he let's see, yeah, whatever. He owns the White Sox and the Bulls. The guy's like a legend in the in sports, and he's friends with Tony La Russa, so he hired him as a favor. It's a terrible hire. La Russa's been known to be kind of racist. You know, okay. not like overtly no. but like old man racism yeah like every other 78 year old yeah and this team is not if this was like a team of veterans who were chasing a ring because maybe they maybe maybe you see it then maybe you see it but it's a young fun it's a young team team already players are like this guy marcus stroman who's a pitcher he's on the mets he said i'm not going there he's a free agent and he put on twitter Somebody asked him, like, what it would take for you to get go to the White Sox. And he's like, there's no amount of money. Like, I don't want to go there. Wow. And he's, he's one of these guys. That's, that's like, how you know it's a good hire. Yeah. <laughs> you know the unwritten <laughs> rules of baseball? I don't. Well, he, he's one of these guys that enforces them. Like, if you hit a home run, you can't throw your bat in celebration. Okay. Oh, those unwritten rules. Yeah. 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 These are rules that are really, literally not written. Not out. the written, unwritten ones. <laughs> <laughs> you can't steal third when you're up by five or... Right, we're going to lose Emily soon. Okay. No, we're gonna lose I can't find people. any info on Rick Renteria. What? I mean, I can find info, but nothing about it. Just his. show Scott his picture. He'll know what race he is. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Right. You're thinking of Edgar Renteria. I'm not. Well, let's kind of, we're going we're gonna to take this. We're going to do a 180. Mm-hmm. The Miami Marlins, who are run by Derek Jeter. Do mm-hmm. you know who Derek Jeter is? I do. Used to be a shortstop for the New York Yankees. Do you know who the assistant general manager was of the New York Yankees at one point? No. A young lady named Kim Ang. Ang. Uh-oh. Uh, Ang. Um, she's been in baseball for a long time. She used to be the assistant GM of the Dodgers. Dodgers. Was she the first female assistant GM? 
I don't know for sure. I would I would say yes. Okay. It, was, it was 25 years ago? It was, was it? in 2005. Uh, also, side note, the assistant GM of the Red Sox is a woman. Huh. Her name is Raquel Ferreira. She's okay. from Cape Verde. And she personally negotiated the extension for Xander Bogarts, which kind of fucked Xander Bogarts up because it was pretty low. But She did her job. I wonder, did she? The best interest of the player? Was she his agent? No, she was the GM. Yeah, so you want to fuck yeah, the player. So. Let me ask you this. I was thinking about this. If you're a free agent and you see the contract that Ozzie Albee signed with the, the Braves, would you say, I don't want to go on play for the Braves because they have no problem screwing over the player by signing them such a bad deal? No, I think that's okay. okay. It's on the player and the agent. That's a, town, that's a guy who works for the town for you. <laughs> Management, baby. Yeah. I am just was curious about that. But So anyways, Kim Ang gets hired as the first female and first Asian descent person to be a general manager of any sports team in North America anyway. Yeah. Which is crazy. I mean, it's not, but it is. I mean, it's a, she could have, the thing that sucks about it is that like this, the Marlins suck. I mean, they Made somehow, the yeah, the team blows like they're not good, but I, I wish her, I hope she does well. She has an ally in Derek Jeter. I mean, yeah, that's, that's good. And their assistant GM or, Somebody else in the, like the second highest ranking person is also a female. I didn't know that. I mean, it's great, and I don't see any reason why teams have waited this long. But it's kind of dumb that it took this long because you look all around baseball, and like the average age of a GM is probably like in their forties, right? Um, and I, I just they're all That's like if you looked at her resume alone, like it'd be insane that she has never been a GM. Yeah. So I wonder if good, this is good the for first Derek Jeter, good for the Marlins. Yeah, I think it's cool. I mean, did you wear your Marlins hat? That's a Mariners hat. Oh. Close though. Darn. <laughs> well, I, I I wish her well. I mean, I don't know what they do. Hopefully, she installs the sculpture again. <laughs> yeah, field. that'd be great. Do you know the sculpture? Look up no. Marlins sculpture. Okay. And this was a thing that went off every time there was a home run hit, mm-hmm. and like the first thing that the new ownership group led by Jeter did was remove it, and it was a travesty. Why did they remove it? I mean, it's really it garish. <laughs> and he was a, Derek Jeter sucks. He was a Yankee. They don't like fun. Hmm. So I still think you guys need a separate sports podcast. I don't. Just you have so much info. I'm not comfortable. It's, it's all regurgitated shit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I knew who she was. Did you? Yeah, for a long time. I knew when, she um, was the. Uh, I knew. I, I heard about her with the Dodgers. Yeah. I didn't know she was a Yankees. AGM back then. I wonder how many women do work in like the executive. Well, a woman took over for for her when she left the Yankees job. Oh. She's still there. I don't know her name. It's like, but like everyone loves this. Everyone loves Kim. Yeah, I mean universal praise. The woman who's the Red Sox assistant GM, she started out as like below the traveling secretary, which is insane. Like under the desk. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my oh god! Oh boy, the looks. <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> <laughs> That's how she got the job. <laughs> it's been a rough morning reading about dudes rock, and now I have to deal with this. That was your choice. <laughs> I know I don't you know didn't. What you were expecting? <laughs> Imagine if I actually like forced anyone to do anything related to my ideas and thoughts. It's all hey, go there if you want. Well, well if, gonna, if it's on the agenda, I have to know what it means. It just did. and this you have brought dudes rock up to me before and. I still didn't get it. Well, I just thought it was a funny thing to kind of say in in light of 
the the Kim Ang hiring is like it basically wiped the Tony La Russa thing out of the news in a way. Yeah. Jerry Reinsdorf could have just said, "All right, we're not going to hire him. We'll hire somebody else." You could hire just about anybody else, but nope. Jerry Reinsdorf thinks dudes rock, and he's going to keep Tony La Russa. <laughs> uh, all right. To completely clean the palate, I'm going to play a little tune um, from the Queen herself. I put this record on. And I said, "Yes, Queen." Ugh, I'm going to play. So the main we had a request. I'm trying to play Taylor Swift. Okay. Um, we had a request from one of our loyal listeners mm-hmm. to say, "They said, how did this go down again?" She sent me a text saying, I really think you guys need to do the latest Taylor Swift album on the podcast. Okay. Now, have you ever listened to Taylor Swift before? I mean, I knew three songs of hers. Shake It Off. Yeah. The Romeo and Juliet song. Okay. I don't know the name of it. And then uh, Look What You Made Me Do or whatever that song is. Now, your friend, was she saying this to you because she knew that... Had she recommended this album to you before to listen to? No. Did she? Was she thinking like, Emily will never listen to this except if it's to talk about? Possibly. I think it was more that this is a lot different from Taylor Swift's previous okay. music. And so thinking this might be a good album to listen to if you're trying to get into Taylor Swift. Okay. What so, did you think, Pat? What, do, did I like, think about why she... I fucking hated it. I so you and I started it. our homework very late. Yeah, we did, but <laughs> I listened to it probably ten times yesterday. Did you really? Yeah, That's I listened 10 to hours. it. I listened to it. It's ten hours, so maybe like six. Okay. I listened to tracks. it all yeah. the way through in the morning, and then I listened to it. While I was driving around doing errands, and then I listened to it a couple times when I got home, and I listened to it twice this morning. It's sad when there's an album. That is just specifically not for me. Mm-hmm. Also an album that panders to me because the producer is Aaron Desner, who is in the band The National, who's one of my favorite bands. This album has Justin Verner on it. He is Boniver. Nope, not going to listen. Sorry, they tried to get me to listen to it. But you like that band, right? Loves them. Boniver? Yeah. Yes, I do. I have yeah. a Boniver tattoo. Do you really? Yeah. Is that the chair? It's the chair. Yeah. <laughs> so... Now, I mean, there were tracks that I liked. Mm-hmm. Same. Uh, but this is just Drek. This is soupy Drek. I liked this song. Not the first time I heard it. Pat almost threw your microphone out the window. <laughs> I did not like this song. I liked Cardigan, but... I like Cardigan. But like, okay, we're going to write an album about fall. We're going to take a picture where we're in the woods. Yeah, we'll name a song Cardigan. I mean, it's so calculated. Are you just regurgitating talking points from anti-Taylor Swift No, people? I didn't do any research. All I did was look up some lyrics. Okay. Well, because everyone, not everyone, the people that don't like her don't like her because she's calculating in her whole career and life. It's planned out years in advance and everything's just Is that true? Out. Yeah. That's what they say, yeah. But this album, I don't think, is so much like that. No. It, I mean, she probably was, at the beginning of the year, she was like, all right, we're going to record a fall album. I'm not saying that this is wrong to do. Other bands do it. I think that after watching Miss Americana on mm -hmm. Netflix, um, even though that wasn't about this album, it did make me appreciate this album and her more. Same. 
Yeah. I don't know anything about her. Like, I never I don't, really did either. Me yeah. either. I know uh, she's lanky. <laughs> and she looks like a kind of like a baby deer. Wow. She was anorexic for a while. Yeah. I didn't know that. Because of, well, I mean, not that I needed this to be reaffirmed, but after watching that, the media sucks. Yeah. Like, my first note from Just the documentary was, why would you want to be famous? Yeah. I, I don't know. All right. Let's. Emily didn't know about the Kanye West thing. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I knew about that, but it kind of went over my head because I don't care, really. I, I don't know. You don't remember when it happened? Oh, yeah, I do. Okay. It was huge then. I, I do remember that, you know what? He did do that line in Famous. Yeah. I remember that now. That was bad. Kanye West is just a, a sociopath, basically. I, I yeah. still like Famous, though. I do like Famous. All right, I'm going to play a track called Red off the album Red. This came out in 2012. I, I've never listened to anything before. Is this still country? When she was still yeah, I guess so. How long has she been around for? Two thousand three, I think. It's been a while. She was like sixteen when she made it really famous, but she's been based on the documentary. It looked like she was doing like um, small venues in Tennessee from like fourteen on. Yeah. Okay. Writing all of her own. Yeah, she writes all her own stuff. I mean, I bu- okay. Watching her write songs is pretty fun. Yeah, that was fun. When you're collaborating with. Justin Vernon, Aaron Desner, Jack Antonoff. Like, yeah. I believe that you're writing your own, like, you're helping, but the influence of helping. both. Helping. I just don't, this is such a departure from, like, shake it off. Like, that's what makes it sound, that's what I have a problem with. It's the cal- It's the calculated nature of it. Of I don't, what? This I don't is- understand that logic. What do you mean? Like, how is this album calculated? It's a fall album that was re- for fall, released in the summertime. You're working with the guys from The National. You're working with Justin Vernon. You're copying their sound in a way. That seems a little... Mm, I, I don't if think so. If you disagree, that's fine. What did you think of the album? I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if this album came out when I was 20 and going through like a breakup or like some other life transition, it really would have spoken to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't hate it. I liked it better than the Bombay Bicycle Club that Ugh. we had to listen to. <laughs> yeah, that's going to go down in history. Um, my favorite song off the album was Invisible String. I thought that was kind of fun. Let's, let's play it. But a lot of the songs sounded the same. She's definitely going for a vibe. Yeah, they, um, I felt the same way. Yeah. I think there's too many tracks. Too many. I, yeah, like Cut do it down 10, to 12, 13. 10, like, yeah, it's weird that... I think she, just, she loves writing. She writes yeah. so much, and I don't think she knows how to cut. But nowadays, it's like, you don't have to have... I guess when you're Taylor Swift, she could have split this up into two albums. Actually released one in the fall. Her yeah. fans still would have like, ate it up. But Love, it's so, Lover came out last year. Right. She, she really? wrote this relatively quickly. I haven't listened to that one, but I think it's very different than this one, right? There's a few songs that are very similar, but two or three. But it also has like 16, 17 tracks. Yeah. Um, there's just there's more radio singles. I also think that this album does a thing that is about 20 years too late where it's they they make up she has lyrics which are would be great aim away messages i thought the same thing like i'm doing good i'm on some <laughs> new shit yeah i mean yeah that'd be great uh the song mad woman where she's like do you see my face in the neighbor's lawn or does she smile or does she mouth fuck you forever the it's lyrics like, to that song are good very powerful i didn't like the song though the music i mean the lyrics are fine but it's so in a last great american dynasty 
which I did hear on a country radio station once. That's, I can't believe you were listening to a country radio station. I was borrowing the uh, father-in-law's vehicle. Okay. <laughs> um, so th- I have so many more questions after that. <laughs> so that song is based off of... I know the whole story. Okay, you do? So then, but she says Mad Woman. I don't. And, Mad oh. Woman is like the the sequel so last to Great that American song. Dynasty is about the house, her former owner, the... Mm-hmm. She married months. into Standard Oil, and she was kind of like uh, Zelda. Who was Francis Scott? Who? Oh. Zelda Fitzgerald? Yes. She was like a Zelda Fitzgerald type. Who, wait, are we talking about Taylor Swift? Yeah. No, Taylor No, the person that owned her house before. Oh, oh, oh okay. In Newport, the mansion she lives yep. in was owned by this woman who we can look up quickly, but she Rebecca, was like... Rebecca Harkness. She was Betty. like a socialite that married into Standard Oil and had crazy weddings and was just a wild woman. So, so that song is all about her because at the end of the song she says like now I own the house. Got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Mad Woman is also kind of related to that. The oh. lyrics and that. So those two tie together. See, I thought it was about the Mad Woman in the Attic story. You, you guys don't know that. No, right? you wouldn't as men. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Toxic dudes rock. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, did you like the Boniver song, Exile? I didn't hate it. Yeah, I didn't really love it. He sings in a baritone, which is not what he's known for. But, I mean, this is fall music, I guess. I don't know. It's just not for me. My favorite track is Betty. Let's listen to it. And Betty and Cardigan and August all go together. They're all telling the same story from different sides. See, I give Scott credit. He So you listen to This was all in the Pitchfork review. Oh, you read that? I looked for a review. 8.0. I didn't, I didn't look that hard. But not best new music. It's always a fine line Ooh, to get best new music and get a good review like that. So I like this song a lot. This one s- sticks with me. Does your wife listen to this? No. I she, mean... But she doesn't listen to anything. <laughs> that's great. Do you know people that don't listen to music? No. Can we get someone? I guess Scott's wife is the only Can we <laughs> interview somebody who doesn't like music? She listens to 808s and Heartbreak on repeat, basically. That's fine by me. That's music for robots, Hell basically. Yeah. I don't know what that song is. Kanye. Uh, I'll play that next. It's an album. I'll play that um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. This album is fine. I don't... I mean, maybe right. I need to give her more of a shot. So, the title's Folklore, <laughs> and my question to you guys would be, how is the writing a lot different than other folk stuff by guys it, telling the same this isn't folk music this isn't folk music folklore and folk music are two different things but okay. I, no but I think she is trying to say that this is folk music but also like what is folklore folklore is like like uh, not, not fairy tales but yeah like myths so like her that picture the cover of the album kind of has a vibe of like folklore yeah true fairies whatever but yeah, I. It, that's what I have another problem with. It's like, it's pandering in a way. Like, I, I have no problem if people like this. No. I mean, I like stuff that stinks. But I think if you are yes, a Taylor Swift fan, like my friend Sarah, who suggested we listen to this, she's always been a big Taylor Swift fan. Yeah. And this album is a big departure from previous albums that she's made. So it shows like a lot of growth, a lot of... Um, like she's not really pandering to the fans, unlike what you say, Pat, about it. I mean, I don't. It shows growth because there's strings and piano. Like I don't really. Yeah, I don't know, and it's like more lyrics, more of a story that she's telling. Yeah, I mean, I guess when you read the lyrics where it says "fuck you forever," it's like, yeah, yeah. she's growing up. <laughs> she's taking a big leap. I feel bad that 
Like, I mean, to me, I don't know. Like, I wanted to look past who, because I don't know Taylor Swift at all. Yeah. It's weird because when she blew up, I don't know. I must have been in a blackout or something because I have no memory of it. But what were we listening to back then? Probably well, really was, bad music. It was also country. Like she was yeah, making country music at the, first. But see, so. I probably would have dug that at the time. No, it's no, no, it's bad. I, just, I don't like it. I, I don't like country. But <laughs> oh, okay. It was just very not generic like country. country. Yeah, oh, it's the worst kind. Although you know that's kind of fading out a little bit. Mm. The pop because you can't go outside. There's no country fest, so pop country's kind of going by the wayside. People are still clinging to it though. What other music does Sarah like? Oh, Sarah. Um, I don't know. I'd have to think about it. She likes a lot of pop, female pop stars. Female pop music. Do you think this lived up to Jenny's billing of it as a Gilmore Girls album? Yes. I can see it. I can see some of the songs being featured in the background of Gilmore Girls, but Gilmore Girls, the music that they talk about is very different. Like, they would trash Taylor Swift. Lorelai and Rory would absolutely trash Taylor Swift. Um but I can see this as being like background music. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So I don't know. I have to talk to Jenny about that. I mean. A little bit. Like, I, I don't know. I feel if I had a little more time with it, maybe. First of all, I can't relate to the lyrics on any level. <laughs> yeah. That's the other thing. Yeah. Like, it's a story about girls being teenagers. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. That's, it's not me. Like, my tears ricochet. What does that mean? It means that... They bounce? <laughs> Are you crying and they just go away? Or... It's, hey, look at us, though. We're analyzing it. I it's, guess so. It's conversation starter. Did Pitchfork have, like... I mean, 8.0 is pretty high, but they like Taylor. Yeah, do they? There are certain artists that are in the zeitgeist of... That are kind of untouchable. Taylor Swift, Kanye West, there are two of them. I want to know, what's the male equivalent of Taylor Swift? I, the first name that popped into my head was John Mayer. <laughs> John but Mayer sucks. I don't though. know why I associate He's not a them. critical darling. No, that's true, and trashed. she is. Um, I couldn't really. I mean, do we need a male equivalent? Can't we just let her have this? <laughs> I guess. Why so. do we got to bring men into it? <laughs> I was. I want to know if basically if there's something that I liked that had this that maybe women were like, I can't. I don't understand. But I, I know, know guys that like Taylor Swift. So Scott. I don't love this album. I, guess I like the previous one better, and I really haven't listened to what's any the, of the which, earlier stuff. What's the previous one called? Lover. Is this the... This, I'm going to play a little. What What should I play off of it? Uh, the first track... You know what? Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince. I don't know. I like the documentary. The documentary was good. Yeah, it was good. Does this have, like... Oh, the cover is really... Is the two songs that Scott recommended i listen to this is all was I, I like i forgot, I forgot th- that you existed and you need to calm down uh, yeah you need to calm down i now she s- says that to people i don't know i say it to you say it to pat people i'm married to, to. his wife <laughs> his father-in-law his kids boss So where does the podcast go from here after we've we've bottomed out with folklore? (laughs) (laughs) We haven't bottomed out. I think, you know what, I'm happy I listened to it because it just creates a different image of Taylor Swift in my mind. See, my image was that she was 
pretty malleable as an artist because I know she did country. I know she did hip hop. She's just been growing up, I think, kind of in herself. She talks a lot about all she ever wanted was approval from everybody. Like she mm. loved pats on the head. And she's just finally starting to get over that and kind of start to do her own thing. Sure. So I think that's probably where this album is just a lot less of pandering. I think it panders a lot less than most yeah. of her other stuff. Okay. I mean, if you were going to make a mature album that you said, hey, this is completely different from what she's I've been doing. She's still only, what, 31? Really? Yeah. I thought she was like 25. Hmm. She's been around a long time. But in the documentary, she talks about how if you're a, a woman in media, by the time you hit 35, that's pretty much it. People kind of disregard yeah, you like, after that. She says females have to reinvent themselves almost yeah. every album. Yeah. Hmm. So guys she's trying to like the same old shit. work really hard right now and produce a lot before society tells her you're washed. Now this to me, this track sounds... This to me is a little more comfortable. Sounds like it's in her wheelhouse. Yeah, I like this track a lot. I could listen to this when I'm running. Yeah. Maybe I'm gonna turn the page here and get on the Taylor. I'm gonna become a Swifty. Is that what they call him? There we go. You're you in. Just, I'm in. Folklore did remind me a little bit of the band The Sundays. Do you know them? No. 90s. Let's. You would listen. know. Um. Is it summertime? Is that their most famous song? Sundays. Summertime. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to play you a track from the latest national album after. Okay. More the lyrics and like the vocals. I definitely know this track. Yeah. This sounds like it'll be on the soundtrack to like She's All That. I think it's on the soundtrack for not Angus. Good. Did you realize you're wearing a cardigan today? I in, wear a lot of sweaters. In, <laughs> in honor of the track cardigan. I did not do that intentionally. Now, when I play it, I'm going to play a random track off of the last national album. And okay. I think you'll be able to see the vibe that Taylor was going for. And mind you, the same person doing. Oh, I like the su- sounds of summer. Like, listen mm. in the background. Yeah. And that, maybe we'll just play another one. No, not that one. To me, it just sounds kind of similar. Do you listen to Bleachers? No. Jack Antonoff? Mm-mm. He produces a lot of Taylor's stuff. He, he's kind of a pretty hip producer. He dated your favorite, Lena Dunham, for a while. I was wondering if they were still dating. No. Mm-mm. Can't stick around that too long. No. God, no. Do you like Lena Dunham? I have no feelings about Lena Dunham. Wow. Watch, watch her take a top off. It'll grow some feelings. I've seen girls. You have, and you still have no feelings. I read her. I read her book. Oh, was the book good? It was okay. Just nothing. All that Lena content. You yeah. Flatlining I mean, it. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. People have strong feelings about her, and I just can't get there. I think that if you don't have strong feelings about her, 
you might not be doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not saying you... I don't... I like girls, but that's everything else I hate. I, li- yeah, I like her content more than her. I think. Yeah. Although, I, just tr- I feel like, you know what? Women get enough scrutiny as it is. They don't need me weighing in on... True. I don't like her just because... This is the thing that people say about women med- in media is... I can't say why, I just don't like her. Yeah. <laughs> we hear that a lot about women. Something about her. My cat's like puking right now. Well, <laughs> I, I think we're at a good point where we should think about wrapping this up. Yeah. What are we going to do next week? I don't know. My cat is throwing up. We got like some we're options. Something off of the oh, dudes rock. What about it? We I don't, don't. We did plenty of it. No, we didn't. Because this is a new term for me. Yeah. Well, I got it. Let me let me hear you explain it. It's meant to be ironic. It's meant to be ironic. Emily's gonna love that explanation. It's meant to be ironic, Mm -hmm. and it's just like we're living in a male-dominated world where the men keep winning, like the president. Um, you know, it's it's kind of like an uh, an apology slash explanation for everything that's going on right now. Apology to who? The dudes? (laughs) No, to women. (laughs) It's meant to be like facetious. I mean, what, what did you find? Emily's not going to come back on this podcast. <laughs> no, this is her podcast. I found a man explaining it because someone who? asked him. I forget. Some guy on a podcast. Oh, you got to tell me who. I'm going to look it up. Um, and he says it's a way to deal with toxic masculinity, which I was kind of in on at first. Like, okay. okay. And then he said. Um, oh, is it Matt Chrisman? What's the podcast? Chap- Chapo? Yeah, yeah, yeah him. Um, a podcast I've seen live. Not surprised. At Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> Toxic masculinity, in his words, is basically an overabundance of negative emotions around the reality of being a man. Those negative emotions are around our sense, as men, of insecurity around other men and carrying out manly things and filling the role of, are we manly enough for men? Are we manly enough to, to, for men to think we're men? Are we manly enough for women to think we're men. Also, he goes on, now you have this feminism coming along and making you examine your already fraught attempt to perform manlyhood, and now you're doubly damned, and that is why you act out through toxic behavior, because you're trying to reassert that you're a man in the face of your own nagging doubt, in the face of other men, and also to punish the mouthy women whose presence reminds you of your manness. Women are the reason that you have to perform this arduous performance because you are not them. Dudes rock is because, he says, because of my position in space and time, because of my status as a white male in my generation, I have been crass. I have been overly aggressive in asserting my masculinity. I was wrong to do so, but I don't do that anymore. So your categories of, ugh, kill all men, ugh, men, they pass right through me. And that's kind of where he ends. So, dudes rock is what exactly? <laughs> I think it's a way I would ex- because like apologize. Dudes are feeling for, uncomfortable that they're ne- they now have to question their. I don't feel like I. I'm not. I don't have his feelings. Yeah, I don't have his. But I kind of. I think he means that. Okay, he hosts a, the the most popular political podcast, probably after Pod Save America. It's the number one, maybe number one or two on Patreon. It's like he is getting attacked all the time. Mm-hmm. He's not a bad guy. It's. I mean, he starts out. It's fine, but, but then the mouthy women I think, thing. No, but I think he was doing that in the voice of people that are um, sort of being anti-feminist. So, like, 
he's also talking about like a lot of perf- like if if a woman if like let's say you do something and somebody says to you hey that's toxic masculinity and you're like you go completely in the opposite direction and like make up for it mm-hmm. like that's pretty that's inauthentic like you're doing it just because someone told you you had to do it i think dude's rock is just like it's a way to say like excuse yourself when you do something that might be might be considered um toxic i don't know maybe i was using <laughs> toxic it incorrect masculinity isn't like a thing that you have to defend it's it's harmful to all genders yeah it's society it's not it's not a, a like a criticism of men it's a criticism of the way men are expected to behave yeah i mean like look at the tony Larusa kim eng thing is a great example because he he should be fired for that but because his owner is an 85-year-old white man who hired him because they're friends, he's just going to do what he's going to do because he thinks dudes rock. <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's the way I'm using it. Now, you know, there are, people, there are bad people online and offline mm-hmm. that were trashing any sports writer that wrote something complimentary to the Marlins for hiring Kim Eng. Why? What was their reasoning? They're just assholes, and they're yeah, anti fragile egos and anti women. Basically, there are people that are just like you don't. If there's a better man for the job, he should have been hired. They're pro. I mean, there is probably a better woman and a better man for the job that will never get hired. So, I was using it to be ironic and kind of <laughs> meant to be funny. Well, we talked about Michael Clayton, and we actually talked about it over a month ago through text. And yeah, before I had seen it, and you said it's. A dude's rock movie, and I said, "What is that?" Well, because and you said it's a movie for the fellas when you are drinking some booze and thinking about your quote problems. <laughs> it really is, though. It's such a comforting movie, and he takes down Tilda Swinton, who's just trying to. She's she okay? If that if her character was a male, like mm-hmm. there probably would have been like she would have displayed some vir- he would have displayed some virtue at the end, but instead. George Clooney takes down this woman. She gets cuffed at the end. I mean, it's not a great message to send, but <laughs> I mean, Michael Clayton. It, it, I. That's a movie for guys. I don't know. It's the like. What do you think? I don't remember the ending. He basically tricks her into saying, "Okay, that they knew about yeah. whatever." But she killed um, the bread guy. Poor yeah. bread guy. And she tried to kill. Did you like the loaves of bread? I did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what does he say when he has all the bread? You gotta try this bread. It's still right, warm. It comes right out of the oven. Um, I don't know. I just I don't like the the idea of a movie for guys because I liked it. And what does that say about me? I I'm being ironic when I say it's for guys. You're not being you're being something. I liked it way before it it took on a life of its own in the last couple of years. I yeah. like this movie from yeah jump. we were in from the beginning. Yeah, we talked about this movie monthly for years. <laughs> You yeah, guys we, are always up on the the trends. We try. I mean, it was a, it wasn't a popular movie when it came out. Just stop saying dudes rock. I will stop saying <laughs> dudes rock. Girls rule. No. And boys just, drool. <laughs> I mean, I guess I should. I just don't get it. Is my my thing. I don't even know if I get it. I don't think you do, but you're trying to. Did you and Michael Clayton? How they kind of do like a weird thing when he's driving around the bend mm-hmm. and the horses, and then they do it. Again. Again, but it's like out of order. Did that throw you? It did throw me. Not mm-hmm. only is it out of order, but his facial expressions are different. Yeah. Than they were the first time. What's the last time you watched it? 
It's one of those movies I always start late at night and yep. never finish. You you got problems, right? You just, just I got some on. problems. Watch, pour, George, watch George solve some problems. Yeah, I watched Ocean's Eleven last night. It's a good movie. It is a good movie. You know why? Dudes rock. <laughs> just kidding. Um, Other movies you have said are dudes rock movies are. Um, oh my god. Got there will be me. blood, <laughs> yep. sideways, and then you said Sopranos, which is not a movie. But. See, these are these are anti-heroes who are total scumbags who win. That's what I mean when I say dudes rock. From their perspective, they're the main character and hero of their own stories, and they can't do any wrong. Paul Giamatti is scum in that movie. I never saw Sideways. It's a good movie. It's These are just movies I watch on repeat. <laughs> um George Clooney isn't a bad guy in Michael Clayton. No, he's just dealing with some issues. Doing his job, yeah. but it's just a bad job. Brothers dr- dragging him down. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah, it's, a, it's got a lot of layers. You should watch Sideways for next week. Okay. Um, Scott, you got any final words? No, not really. We have to, we got to pick something next week where, that we'll, we might like. So we can. Do you want to do the talking heads? Uh, um, yeah. We have to. Let's we don't have do, to do it next week. No, let's. You want to talk about Stop Making Sense next week? Yeah, and pick an album. Okay, let's do I mean, more do songs about buildings makings. and food because okay. I've never listened to it. And we'll do Stop Making Sense. Okay. And we'll do American Utopia. Sounds like a great episode. I, I think that we'll have a lot to talk about and we'll keep track of the news and we'll try to get the dudes off their pedestal. <laughs> they will no longer uh, rock. Are we going to wear giant suits to the podcast? We will we wear giant try. suits. Um,. We'll go out with a little tune. Um, if you have any recommendations that you aren't afraid of us trashing, you can email yesthisispodcast at gmail.com. Got a lot of emails last week. Just kidding. <laughs> Inbox filling up. Inbox was full. I had to buy more space. Well, if you're, uh, you know, you got to go back to work next week. You know, enjoy. Mm. Okay. All right. See you guys later. Goodbye. Bye.